0: Betsy Vaughan.
1: Hello, Stuart Bell. How are you doing? Fantastic. How are you?
0: Very good, thank you. Um, we're recording this on a Monday and hopefully I'll get it out either late on today or first thing this morning because anyone that's tried to speak to Betsy this week or last week will know that uh today's the first day that she's got her voice back. It's good to have you, uh good to have you back in the zone.
1: Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> it's been a while since we've well just since we've talked, but even since we've done this uh podcast.
0: It is. I pushed a show last week, which I think I'd mentioned to, uh, I put on the show notes and in the email that uh, we'd recorded it a little while ago and used it as the first one back in the swing. So it's uh, good to be back in the saddle and uh, without wanting to fate a uh, season two podcast by saying we're back and then just do two shows and disappear, which I see quite <laughs> often. <laughs> Hopefully uh, we should be good for, good for this year. Yeah. Um, we've uh talked about new seasons this is uh that's what we're going to talk about this time we're going to talk about seasonal books seems uh, appropriate quite a few questions about it and quite a few reasons for it to come up in conversation over the last couple of weeks so i think that will form the basis of a good show today and hopefully we'll give people some good ideas thinking about either dialing in a book that you've already got in mind or you're thinking that a book is a good idea is a great lead generation tool but struggling to come up with a specific idea then hopefully we're going to do a quick fire round today on lots of different ideas and from that you'll be able to grab something and and run with it i think that's
1: fantastic i'm looking forward
0: to this yeah it should be good um so seasonal books i guess you don't so much mean um books talking about the seasons but just thinking about book in a time-based context rather than a subject-based context so we've talked in past shows and it comes up all the time about being specific with the book and as we say in the book blueprint scorecards to choose the target market and know what you're talking about but adding a seasonal element to it adds an element of um of urgency i guess of um of a reason to give people um sorry a reason to give people and <laughs> uh this doesn't bode well for the rest of the season if i keep tripping over my words this much it gives people a reason to opt in now rather than a then not having a reason to opt in now. so a little bit of i don't even want to say scarcity but a little bit of um impetus or um external um validation that now's the time you should get this book because Mm -hmm. it's it's of the moment it's something that we can that you can pick up now so the easy one to think about and and one of the reasons because we've been doing quite a few fitness books over the last couple of weeks one of the reasons to think about it of course is new year new you you fitness type books so through the whole of the 12 month calendar cycle anything to do with fitness and diet around new year's Tends to peak a little bit more rather than the rest of the year. So there's kind of smaller peaks around the summer, and people have individual peaks depending on what their own personal agenda is. But definitely, the new year as a seasonal impetus is a big driver for a fitness related book.
1: Right. So, we're thinking about Susan, also though, we're thinking about, okay, that book, my, my thought process is that book needs to come out in January. So, really, wouldn't that book be started? say end of October, November, to have it launching. Yeah. Is that you know launch that book in January? Or, you know, because everybody thinks about it, um come January. <laughs> it's gonna take a few weeks to get it going. I mean every you know, we we go through this every year with different every subject, you know, every industry. Everybody thinks about that book in January. So really we would be processing the book in um
0: october right yeah like you say september october really yeah yeah definitely um when we're talking about uh as we run through the list now all of the dates that we're talking about these are kind of anchor dates if you like of when the when the the peak interest is but you're absolutely right it, if you want it ready for that point in time then you definitely need to start it sooner and have it ready to go and i mean it's quite possible looking at the fitness ones that you probably really want to have it done a month or two before that so you can kind of start preceding the idea in the run-up to christmas so have a big push um, this is going into some of the funnel stuff and the campaign stuff but have a big push in january or immediate straight after christmas i guess the unboxing that you really want to start pushing this get people thinking about it in that downtime between christmas and new year but it Mm -hmm. definitely wants to be ready to go then but dropping the ideas of the book and depending on which routes you've got to market beforehand uh, depending on who that audience is and how they're interacting with you and with their own health and wellness, and knowing what you know about the customers that you work with, it might well make sense that people want to dial in before that. So certainly could be the case that a January-based fitness book might make sense in certain circles to launch three months early because you know your audience is particularly dialed in, and they'll want to get a jump start on the new year. So almost give them the opportunity to go through these, um, go through these health and fitness steps prior to Christmas, so that Christmas isn't quite so impactful, and then pick up again in the new year. So I think the key thing as you're listening here is not so much think about the exact dates that we're talking about, just the broad concept that there is, as well as a topic-based a topic-based cycle and a financial-based cycle and an industry-based cycle. There's also a calendar-based cycle, and cool. that's something that you can leverage if you've got assets, if you've got things there waiting to take and make the most of this calendar-based activity that's going on throughout the year. So, yeah, absolutely, you you definitely want to be thinking about this and and getting no, us ready yeah. for the date, not uh, come to the date and then think, oh, that would have been nice to have had. <laughs> but as well, the yeah,
1: new year, new me, oh, I should have done a book, you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, that also happens as you alluded to before, and that's an old saying of the very best time to plant an oak tree was 100 years ago, and the second <laughs> best time to plant an oak tree is today, and then yeah. everything else comes after that. So, uh, so yeah, if, if, if this is something you're thinking that you should have done but haven't started yet, then carpe diem and, um, Seize the day and get started on it today. So that being said, let's let's run through a list. So I think today we really wanted to focus on uh, the not get too much in the details of one particular subject, but just go through a whole load of subjects to try and give people ideas for what they could write about. Because fitness is one that obviously stands out at this time of year. It's relatively straightforward. But a lot of other industries will struggle to come up with a calendar around their ideas that almost is just an exercise in imagination the calendar doesn't have to be externally validated by anyone else one of the fantastic things that you've seen over the last couple of years is the well fantastic and irritating <laughs> because everything goes to extremes but is the explosion of national days so from um mother's day and teacher's day and grandparents national
1: day, day and
0: yeah like yeah exactly whole, speak like a, yeah
1: every day
0: yeah yeah speak like a pirate day
1: yeah oh yes we talked That's about, about that one.
0: One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so point there being that all of those days aren't officially sanctioned by any international standards body they're just made up by people that then it's got a bit of traction so obviously bigger ones like mother's day is a little bit more um well i was just going to say international, but, Mother's Day in the UK, it's different from Mother's Day in the US, which always catches me out. But um, but just picking some calendar-based event doesn't need any external validation. So some industries, it's more obvious than others what calendar items are, what happens at certain times of the year where it's obvious. But other industries, it's far less so. So obvious ones, fitness, tax time, things like um vacation companies and lawn care companies have all got calendars pushed by either kind of regulation or the seasons but even things like swimming clubs um i'm just looking out the window now to get some ideas swimming clubs car uh, car automotive sales car sales places um book sellers all of these things that don't necessarily have something that immediately springs to mind but things like swimming clubs the calendar there might tie in with the school cycle it might tie in with competition cycles it kind of ties in with fitness cycles um kind of ties in a little bit with the seasons if you've got an indoor versus an outdoor pool then as the weather turns colder that's a external kind of seasonal variation um Car sales, that might tie into summer travel. Um, coming into winter, um, the things that you need to do to your car to get the get it ready for winter. Book sales, there's lots of literary festivals over the summer. There's NaNoWriMo, the book writing, National Book Writing Month in November. Um, there's all sorts of things, even in industries, that don't necessarily have an obvious um, calendar associated with them it really is just an exercise in in imagination of what you can tie in so of course this is bridging the when with the what so the what still needs to be relevant i mean the calendar cycle thing this isn't some magic trick that's going to suddenly identify a whole load of leads just because you happen to release something at a particular time of year the what that you release is still exactly the same what that you'd have to Think about all through the rest of the, of the year. So, again, thinking back to the book blueprint scorecard, we've got going through the selection criteria in the early stages of that. So, who is it that you're trying to target? What is it that you're trying to target them for? What's the message? What's the thing? The question already going on in their mind that's really going to spark their interest and get them to request to copy of the book. The kind of why they're why they should care at all in the first place. All of that still stands. So you've still got to have an interesting book that resonates with a problem that they're having. What we're really talking about today is just the, the release cycle, the, the, what external factors that are already going on out there can you use to kind of leverage and, and give it a bit more of a boost so that people think, oh yeah, I should do this now because now is a timely reason to do it rather than just making the book available for the rest of the year, which obviously you should do anyway. Yeah. So far, so good perfect so let's run through a bit of a list of the ones that uh that we were brainstorming just before we got on the call so um I, I guess let's go through them in in order from from this time of year it kind of makes the most sense so christmas and new year we've obviously got things like fitness diet is another big one um mm-hmm. what other things are happening kind of this time of year
1: um, yeah, well, I mean, you've got making resolutions, you've got people setting goals, you know, being right. personal. I think, I, I, think so, I mean, so much if you look at social media right now, it's all these personal goals people are. And I do saw a lot of people that are just in specific industries, so they're making their business goals. But there's a lot of just those personal goals. I don't know if you want to always call them resolutions, but I think we add failure onto that sometimes. Um, right. But, with the you know people have got a lot of goals going on um like you said everybody is pumped for the new year so all the things they want to accomplish you know um
0: yeah and this might be uh, that's a good breakdown actually the difference between kind of the fitness or diet related ones and resolutions goal related ones as we're talking about it it's I'm kind of thinking along the lines of the fitness and diet books are seasonally specific because a lot of people are thinking about the subject at this time of year. Whereas right. goals and resolutions, people are thinking about goals and resolutions, but they're less about the um, less about the specifics of what's in it. So let's talk uh, financial freedom. If you're or becoming debt-free, it's a good example. That's quite often a goal at this time of year so that as the subject of the book whatever resonates with the person to becoming debt-free all of the other exercises that we talk about to create the book that still stands the time-based element of it the calendar-based element of it is the fact that here's a book that will help you achieve your goals the resolutions that you are already setting or already talking about at this time of year so i think that's another thing to think about as we're talking today it's not specifically that we're talking about writing a book that ties in with something seasonal it's the the campaign around the book could also be something that's that's seasonal at the the end of the day all of the conversations that we're having here is really to compel more people to raise their hand and and start more of the conversations towards eventually doing business with someone so whether that's a specific book on a different subject or it's a specific campaign that's that's seasonally triggered i think both of those are applicable um it was interesting i hadn't particularly thought about that before we started i was really thinking about more in terms of of books but thinking about it from a campaign perspective makes just Mm -hmm. as much sense yeah um so moving into springtime then and again as i said really want to dive through these pretty fast just to get people Mm -hmm. thinking about ideas rather than going deep on them. So as you're listening to this, if you've got any questions or want us to go deep on any particular subject, then just either leave a comment on the on the podcast page or or shoot us an email to uh, to podcast at ninety minutebooks.com and more than happy to go into a bit more detail in a future show. But so moving into spring, the couple of examples that I was thinking about was kind of like realtors and home renovations, all of that kind of spring cleaning type Side of things is definitely something that happens at that time of year. Um, I guess as well, we're coming into tax time. Um, the uh, well, you know, January is we're recording this, so the end of this month, beginning uh, through into next month. Um, if you're in the UK, listen to this. Tax time is more around the beginning of April rather than the end of January. So, all of those things are calendar based elements that. We know are coming up, so both books on those particular subjects and campaigns around those subjects are likely to get a lot more traction. And again, I think thinking about uh, we were talking before about some industries are very obvious, other industries are less obvious. Mm -hmm. The tax planning one might be, um, or even the home renovation one, is something that's very legible, (laughs) legible, leverageable across different industries. So. And we've, um, at the beginning of the or the end of last year, we sent out an email to say, hey, do you want to get started? Because you could, um, you can always um, jump on board and get ready to write your book this year, being 2018, but then complete it next year, 2019, so that you get the text. You can then write the, um, have it as a deduction in 2018. Okay. So there's always a way of leveraging other people's calendars or other people's uh, other industries um the the time constraints that they've got for for your own business um anyone having anything to do with remodeling or home renovations or decorating or landscaping can take advantage of a peak in the real estate industry in in spring more people can come out of winter and start thinking about listing than than -hmm. later in the year. Can you think of any others that we've got around that beginning of the year time?
1: I think you get Um, tax, home, home selling, people prepping. I think that that real estate is probably the one, the bigger one, you know.
0: um, Yeah. Summer vacations is the one, I guess, the other one as well. Um, You see Disney advertising quite a lot at this time of year. Um, The Viking, the river cruise company. which actually, as a side now, I, said, I was, was talking to Phil yesterday. i popped down to Fort Lauderdale to see him, and he was talking about the Viking guys. Apparently, they started that with uh, a relatively small loan and rebuilt a barge in, I think, the Netherlands or uh, Belgium, for a right. little barge, and started doing a um, a cruise off one boat. We were trying to look for the exact year, and... And, and didn't find it at the time, but that was kind of around the early 2000s and now it's a billion dollar company it's um
1: wow yeah yeah huge i have a i have a pamphlet on my desk right now um i do? like a pamphlet. i do because that's something that we're looking at doing in the fall um so right. yeah, and just I, i've I've taken a great interest in in the river- european river cruises so um and there's one of their pamphlets you know so but this pamphlet is like a specific to twenty twenty like they're really pushing twenty twenty. Um right. I got it like a week ago. And um and, and most of I mean there's some stuff that I have to go to their website to find anything before before then.
0: So that's interesting because that's to us, as we're talking about now at the beginning of twenty nineteen, that seems like a long lead time out. But knowing your own industry cycle, mm-hmm. they'll have data and intelligence of how far in advance people are booking that type of vacation. So if you know that you need that much lead time to make a decent number of conversions or that the average um, interest to conversion cycle is, is that long, you really then can start backwards planning from there and and putting things in motion. I guess even things like going back to like the, the calendar cycle, knowing that, that they're cycle had such a long lead or seeing what their advertising was or when in the year their advertising was if you had any business that had anything to do with people going on river cruise type vacations then structuring a whole campaign or even a whole book around that particular thing You can imagine a scenario where you knew that Vikings spend 80% of their budget in January and February marketing to US customers for European river cruises because they know themselves that people are usually planning for that bigger trip from here to there. That bigger trip is usually like an 18-month planning cycle. So if you were a luggage company or if you were a chateau on one of the viking routes and you knew people were coming into town then writing a book targeting the same demographic in the same place at the same type of time of year helping people plan for the perfect river cruise either or make the most of your river cruise even though you're not a river cruise company yourself the whole purpose is to get people to raise their hands who are at that kind of target market um, okay, this is a yeah, little off
1: subject. But the funny thing is, I started looking at these cruises. Um, and I said to Mike, I said, um, Are you looking for new luggage? And he said, No. <laughs> and that had been all the ads. Those are the ads that right. I got hit with. And I'm like, that is so, you know, and, and that's exactly what you're saying. Like, okay, you may not be, you know, exactly in the River Cruise business, but hey, the luggage company, the, yeah. air, the air travel company, you know, there's all these things. But I thought that was hysterical because I thought, and it just dawned on me, that I thought, we just bought luggage like last year. So I thought, why would he be looking for luggage? But he wasn't. It was just that, that thing, yeah. those things that thing been watching us. And um, yeah, so that was the. Funny example. I had, I had
0: exactly the same. So we're doing a whole thirty um, diet oh, yeah. through January. So that's a relatively—it's not quite keto, but it's a relatively keto. The strong matches with kind of both paleo and keto diets. So some of the stuff that I've been looking at is a bit more in that camp. And then having seen one or two Instagram ads for keto stuff, which is of interest so clicked on that and if you looked at my feed today as opposed to even a month ago i'd, I'd never seen a keto ad before now probably 60 70 percent oh, wow. of them are keto ones yeah it's really you really get that kind of filter bubble effect going off but i mean all big organizations do it put a lot of money behind it because it's worthwhile yeah. so we're not talking about spending the same budget but having a similar approach or leveraging some of the techniques that's The bigger guys use definitely worthwhile. And if you are in an industry where it's like you're not an accountant, it's not super obvious what things move the calendar at at different times of the year. Then just leveraging off competitors is is a perfect way of still trying to get some of that movement. And whether it's to the extent of writing a book individually targeting that particular subject, or whether it's just taking an existing book and Targeting the campaign to it, definitely worthwhile. And I would struggle to think of an industry that I'm sure whatever industry is out there, we can we could think of a, a way of leveraging some of some stuff that other people are doing. Um. Okay, let's let's dive down this list a little bit more and try and fire some more of these. Yeah. So tax time, we were talking about. There's a whole kind of re-planning and reporting side of things. Um, there were specific deadlines laid down that people need to meet so um both in terms of what people immediately need to do and then the more broader uh, goals financial goal setting or broader planning type steps there's this early time of year there's a big spike in activity there um moving kind of into easter april may time of year you've kind of got all of more fitness stuff as summer's getting closer really starting to come out of fall and spring and weather's warming up so people are thinking about it a little bit more all of the sporting activities that have been shut down over the winter or curtailed over the winter are available again so thinking like a lot of the outdoor water sports tennis golf all of those fitness type things and the the apparel and the equipment industries that are built up around them they're all big spring timing type events um i guess then as we move into the summer you're getting into wards or late spring early summer i guess you're getting into exam prep um a lot more of the academic subjects are coming up as people are testing and then also thinking about schools for the fall so there's a lot of that activity that goes on around that time of year Again, whether you're specifically an education provider or kind of in the ancillary industries, big time to get stuff picked up then. Um, more outdoor things like gardening, I guess, and landscaping, all of that starting to pick up again. We mm-hmm. do a lot of work with the Mosquito Authority guys. Um, they're very much a summer-based business in the sense of, of spraying. Um, it, it really Quiets off a bit over the fall period and winter, so having things, we're now doing some campaigns and and building up towards um, that activity picking up again in the summer. Um, I guess one of the other things around. I'm just looking down on the notes again and looking back to the tax time thing. The other thing that's uh, the other element that's tied into that is all the legislation for. Many, oh, yeah. many many different industries um i think some things around legislation like uh what's an example uh, building codes and um things that don't necessarily have a time-based component to it that's not quite so relevant because if someone's doing some um renovation work on their home and it falls into that category then all of the legislative side will just become apparent as and when they're doing the work so it's not like everyone's trying to hit a particular deadline but if there are changes to regulations if there are new rules being put in place in the local area if planning permissions changes if some Again, financial again, but tax legislation changes on properties or investment properties or anything like that, any legislative change that has got a date associated with it, which obviously a lot of them do. Then that's a great way of tying things in because those ones particularly might be things that the average person isn't aware of. So all of these things that happen in the background, the kind of um, industry um, you've really got to be involved in the industry to know all of the details, not only if you've got a time-based trigger to capture people's attention and, and have that kind of deadline associated with it, but there's the details that what does it mean to me, what does it mean for me type thing as well of actually this is happening and you need to know about it now and here's what you need to do about it before this certain time. So there's lots of opportunities around legislation, I think, and um, even things like... Um, What's it called? CPD, continual professional development. Uh-huh. Um, all of those things where people need to get in a certain number of hours per year. I know a lot of medical professions have that, uh, accountants and financial have that. I think even the real estate guys have that. There's a certain amount of professional development they need to do each year for um, licensing, their own industry licensing. So okay. if there's a deadline people need to do it within a certain calendar year, then that's another big, um, another big, external motivator for people to do something and do it now. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That was a bit of a tangent. Where did we get to? So were we were talking that's about summer.
1: Right, that's all good, good stuff. You know, um, thinking about that in the spring, and then we obviously talk about the summertime and exam prep and graduation, and um, you know, the college tours and and things like that. Yeah. And then you're back yeah. to school come August. Um and that that so many uh, you know, areas around just not, not necessarily being an educator, but all the things that go around there, you know, either preparing to leave for college or preparing to start school or you know, there's so many so many subjects that are could possibly come up the whole,
0: be, Yeah, the whole housing thing around summer, the whole kind of yeah. parents, um Nervousness around kids going away for the first time. Uh, there's lots of industries around that. The traveling back and forth, insurance, um, uh, getting kids set up in dorm rooms, mattress companies. <laughs> there's so there's many things associated. You
1: think about all the things that are just And and I'm speaking more, probably more from a college level, but just anyone going off to school or, you know, of all those things that you need to do. And you think I was just going out to school, but, you know, you said, oh, parents, excuse me, worrying about going out to school, like, that's a whole. That's like a. That's like a, an anxiety book, like a medical book, a psychological book. Somebody <laughs> could focus on, you know, because you start seeing people talking about that, and then yes, yeah, all the way down to oh my gosh, we have to buy coat hangers for our child to take storm, right. You know, I mean, there's, I mean, there's
0: it's a good, and it's a good reminder of this separation that we talk about between the prophet number two of identifying people in the in the target group identifying get them to raise their hand so they're identifying themselves and then profit activator number three kind of patiently and systematically educating and motivating people to take a the next step with you that separation i think is key to remember all of this because too many people would think imagine you wrote something that was the um checklist to send your kid off to college and it was a book that talks about okay here's the here's the 25 things that you really would need to remember and address the top 25 things you need to address and just take a little bit of time to think about what that book would be and list it all and you were a mattress company and as part of the one of the 25 was and bear in mind that they might be sleeping on a mattress that 60 kids have slept on before and goodness knows what's going on so for an inexpensive cost one of the 25 things should be buy them a mattress as well that as a lead generation piece your target market for this campaign is identifying parents who have got kids who are going away to college for the first time it's not necessarily you're not trying to just identify the parents of kids who are trying who are sending their children off to college for the first time and who now think they want a mattress that's secondary to it the first one is identifying that group of people out of everyone in the country who is the small subset of people who could potentially be a customer and then identify them and then follow up with them to educate and motivate them on why they it's important that they should also think about investing in a new mattress for them as well so lots of the things that we talk about, people try and cut to the chase too quickly and want to do the sifting and sorting as part of the identifying. But all of these things, these calendar-based ideas for getting it out there and giving people people a way of raising their hand, it's a separate job. The job of work is just to identify that group of people and then separately educate and motivate them in in various different ways that we've talked about before. And we'll no doubt talk about again. But yeah, separately um, separately do the job of sifting and sorting. I think that's an important thing to remember because otherwise people will. They try and they limit the opportunities of collecting names for the sake of trying to sift and sort at the same time. And they're definitely two different things. Um, yeah. Okay. Right, right, I have, um, we've running out of time because we've got a bit of a hard out today. I'm just going to quickly do a, a blast through the rest of this list. and. Uh, okay. hopefully give people last couple of ideas so towards the end of the year then we were talking about back to school as we're moving into the fall we've got things like um, winterizing homes and houses and boats getting ready for christmas and thanksgiving so more family-based holidays um clocks changing it's getting colder all of these things that are happening that might trigger um, trigger things in your customers minds as to why now is the time to do this thing um and then towards the end of the year just had a couple of other things like all of the we talked about the summer sports coming in early in the year of course you all the winter sports coming in later in the year and then we start again with background at christmas and new year Um, a couple of the other things that came to mind as we were talking through it then are things like industry and national awards. So award ceremonies mm-hmm. tend to happen, happen at certain yeah. times. Again, it might not be absolutely specific to the customer group, but there might be a way of pivoting or leveraging things that those um, conversations that those award ceremonies kick off that might start conversations in your customers' minds and then you can kind of join in with those conversations at the right time rules and legislation changes or calendar-based elements for rules and legislation, both kind of national and industry-wide or locally. Um, you've got customer cycles in the sense of, um, well, like we said with the river cruises, Viking will know their own data, and that's where they're starting things 18 months in advance. If you know that, uh, like, realtors have got very clear peaks, Fitness places have got a very clear peak. So depending on what your customers are doing, think back from the, the end purchase back through to their buying decisions and how they're educating themselves beforehand and think about what in the calendar might trigger those. Um, weather events are an obvious one, kind of as seasons changes, we've kind of talked about that already. And the last one that I had on the list was competitor calendars. So have a look to see what your competitors are doing and how they're advertising and when they're advertising and what points they're picking up on. Um, what activities are they doing that will get some traction, will get some news cycles, will get some interest and some conversations going? And then what can you do to leverage off that and, and make the most of it as a way to get in front of people and have this calendar-based element to really trigger them to take care uh, encourage them to take that step now okay all right but that was the rest of that list um the other thing I'd suggest people do is over on ninety minute books. If you go to the gallery link at the top, or ninety minute books forward slash gallery, there's a whole load of covers that we've got there for many of the other books that we've done. And scroll through that list, and you'll see some time-based ones specifically in there. But also just look at the titles and see what people are talking about. And then for your own peace of mind, um, your own um, exercise, go through and think about what elements are what elements also have a sense of urgency attached with them? So whether it's the title, whether it's the subheading, whether it's the image on the cover, don't necessarily get too caught up on the specifically what's there, but think about you just use that as an idea to to pivot over into your own stuff and think about what you can create either bookwise or campaign wise to to get that message out there.
1: Very good. Cool. Okay.
0: Let's leave it All there. Right. Um, that, I think, is a good start back. Um, yeah. Thanks for your time. Thanks for everyone listening. Note: Show notes, as always, are across at nightminutebooks.com forward slash podcast. This was a bit of a, a surface-level hit on a lot of stuff, so if you do want us to dive deeper into any of these uh, particular ideas, then just shoot us a note to podcast at 90 Minute Book. 90-minute books, sorry, and we'll get that and pick it up and be able to dive into it in a later show. Apart from that, we will catch you in the next one. Very good. Take care. Thanks, Betsy. Bye.